Hey there, welcome to the Hot Mess Mom Health Podcast. Do you wish you could find a sustainable way to get healthy and not feel overwhelmed in the process? Do you find yourself up late at night scouring Pinterest for meal prep ideas and quick workouts? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel stressed out and disappointed when you fall back in your old habits, drive through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru for the second time this week, all while the fresh produce you just bought goes bad? Hey, I'm Rebecca. I too am a working mom of two littles and self-proclaimed hot mess mom. All my life, I've struggled with trying to maintain a healthy weight and feel good in my skin. I could add yo-yo dieter to my resume. After I packed on 50 plus pounds with two pregnancies, I decided to change for good. I wanted to stop obsessing about food, stay consistent, and set a good, healthy example for my kids. But I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the energy, or accountability to stay on track until I changed my mindset and created one healthy habit at a time. In this podcast, you will find simple, actionable steps so you can create a healthy lifestyle and get relief from the overwhelm. Spray that dry shampoo, grab your iced coffee, turn up the volume, and let's get healthy. Hey there, happy Monday, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Mom Health. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm so grateful that you are here. Super excited about today's episode. I kind of wanted to like take it back to basics and give you guys some seven tangible things to do if you are, you know, we're into May, if, you know, your New Year's resolutions to get healthy this year, to lose some weight just didn't pan out. Let's refocus. Let's regroup. Let's go back to basics. Let's focus on seven easy things that we can do and start next week, tomorrow, whenever you want that are super tactical that anybody can do at any time that I think will help baby step your way into better health. So without further ado, number one is, and this is a very simple thing, but for me and a lot of people I know, if you're a type A personality, clean your kitchen. And I mean, clean it, like clean all the countertops, clean the refrigerator out, throw out expired stuff. Cause look, we all have expired stuff in our refrigerator. It's one of those things. A couple months can go by, things expire, salad dressings, it's weird random things, right? I don't even know how it happens, but there's always weird expired stuff. But I digress. Pantry, clean out your pantry. Get rid of anything in the pantry that is potentially a trigger for you. No, I'm not sitting here saying throughout everything that's quote unquote unhealthy in your pantry out. But for instance, to give you guys a good example, my husband loves Mike and Ike's. They are a trigger for him. If my kids get them in like an Easter basket or my kids get them in like a goodie bag at school and he ends up eating it, it's a trigger for him. Mike and Ike's, I could literally have 2,000 of Mike and Ike's in front of me and they do nothing for me. I do not like that kind of candy. I think it tastes disgusting. I don't even like the smell of them. So it's not a trigger for me. But you guys out there know whatever your trigger is. Maybe it's ice cream. Maybe it's birthday cake. Maybe it's Cheez-Its, whatever it is for you, I would say get rid of that trigger food. If it's a couple different foods, get rid of those triggers. Everybody has something. Like for me, it's ice cream. If there's ice cream in my house, I'm going to eat it until it's all gone in one sitting. It doesn't matter. So I don't keep it in my house. And if I do buy ice cream, I buy a pint and I eat the pint and that's it. There's no extra ice cream laying around. And my kids know it's pretty much too. Now they can have like some type of fruity popsicle and I have no desire to even like look at that. But if it's ice cream, mommy's eating it. So I don't keep ice cream in my house. So with that being said, you know, clean your kitchen. There is something so freeing and just like visually helpful when it comes to like focusing on your health by having a clean kitchen. So like 
Get any unnecessary things off the counter. Get rid of appliances that you're not using or you haven't used in a long time. Maybe sell them on Facebook Marketplace and buy the you know, air fryer that you've always wanted or something, but clean your kitchen. It sounds so silly, but it is like literally step one of like starting to revamp like your health to get, you know, focus on your goals, cleaning your kitchen, getting that visualization of your kitchen being like that happy place is so important. And part of that is getting rid of your trigger foods that are in your kitchen. Like I said, we're not going to just put the trash can out and throw everything away But we are going to get rid of the things that trigger you specifically so that you do not set yourself yourself up for self-sabotage. Because if I kept Ben and Jerry's in my house, every day I'm going to be craving Ben and Jerry's without a doubt. So know your triggers. Eliminate those out of your house. Um, Yeah. And I think the clean kitchen, there is, I don't know, there's just something about it for me and for a lot of people I speak to that... When my kitchen is a mess, I feel like I'm more of a mess than I normally am, if that makes any sense. So I hope that tip helps you. That's number one. Number two, and these are in no particular order. I should have said that in the beginning, but these are in no particular order. Um, Just as the thoughts came to me, I wrote them down. So I'm kind of just regurgitating to you on the order that they came in my brain, which could be potentially messy since my brain's a mess. Um, But number two, tell people that you are starting a weight loss, a health journey, whatever your health and wellness journey is looking like, tell people. This is so important and key in being successful long-term. Tell people, whether it's your spouse, your mom, your dad, your aunt, your cousin, your uncle, anybody, someone that's going to cheer you on, maybe even potentially someone that's been down this road before that can offer some like literal support because they know they have literally been there. They have embraced all of these things and they are going to be there for you to talk about all the struggles, the ups, the downs, because this is not a linear thing, right? The other important people in your life that you may not even be considering but can be really crucial and key to your long-term success too, telling your kids Now, I'm assuming you have kids if you're listening to this podcast and it's called Hot Mess Mom Health. If you have children, telling them mom's working on her health, mommy's trying to lose some weight, mommy wants to be strong and healthy and full of energy so I can do all these crazy things with you guys, whatever it is, but telling them, keeping them in on your journey and letting them know like, look, I might need your help. Maybe it's mommy needs help, not buying Ben and Jerry's, right? Whatever it is, talk to your kids. Sometimes, honestly, they can be your biggest cheerleaders and you wouldn't expect it, but they are rooting for you, right? They are always rooting for their moms. So secretly, like telling your kids could be honestly one of the biggest factors in you being successful and you probably never even considered it. And the other thing too, like my kids, they know I like cauliflower rice. Like that's mommy's rice. Like it's kind of funny how they pick up on stuff. Like I've never told them like, I don't really eat bread, but they they know mommy doesn't eat bread. It's just something that I don't really do. Or if I'm eating a piece of cake, they're like, oh, mommy's eating cake. Like it's a big thing, but it's just because, well, I don't eat cake, but it's somebody's birthday, so mommy's going to eat cake today, things like that. They pick up, and they're like, they can be there for you. When I'm working out, my son will just go down there and sometimes do like push-ups next to me, and we'll root each other on. And he's really into sports, so we'll do sports things together, and he's always cheerleading for me. So it is a really great thing to tell your kids and fill them in on your journey because I promise you they will be there. They will be your biggest supporters and you probably didn't even consider filling them in on your journey. Okay, number three. This is seems kind of silly, but I think there's something mental with this too that makes it a little bit easier. And that is, 
obviously when you're starting a health and wellness journey, you're probably maybe thinking about drinking more water than normal or drinking like substituting what you were drinking with water. But in order to drink more water, I think what's key and, you know, I, I don't want to say like throw out the BPA things and worry about like what's in the thing that you're drinking the water out of. But when you're starting, if you're addicted to soda, right, and you're trying to ditch the soda and you want to go to more water, find some type of drinking apparatus that makes you happy. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it's made of. In order to just take the first step, find something that makes you happy, that makes you want to drink more water. And then you can go down the rabbit hole of like what the cup is made of and if it's good or bad for you. But right now, focus on find a cup. Maybe it's a Starbucks tumbler. Maybe it's a Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, I do not care. But find a cup or some type of beverage holder that makes you happy and makes you want to drink more water. Because I think there's something with that when it comes to like a mental component. Because I know for me, I tend to drink more water if it's an aluminum Contigo container. I have no idea why. Zero idea why. Or my Starbucks tumblers. I like my glass Starbucks tumblers. Water just tastes better out of them. I don't know what to tell people. Like I really don't know, but it just does. And I know like I'll see other women carrying around certain containers and I'll get into conversations with them. And they're, like, they're like, I don't know. This is just my like drip water container. It just They associate drinking water out of it. So it can help you increase your water intake if you are struggling with that. And that is something that obviously you're probably looking to do if you're starting on a health and wellness journey, maybe substituting some of the beverages that you were having with more water. So I think it's crucial to find something to drink out of that just makes you happy, that brings you joy because you're more, you're going to be more willing and more successful if you have something like that. Okay, so number four. This one has been a key for me in my journey. So, and, you know, I get the fact that maybe not everyone can do this wherever you live, but if you can, avoid physically going into the grocery store at all costs. I mean, this has been big for me with my spending. I, Even though I believe the Instacart of the world it charges you a little bit more for your groceries. I buy significantly less things. I definitely don't bring my kids to the grocery store as a sidebar because a lot of extra garbage ends up in the cart. And so they don't even enter the grocery store unless we're just like running in for something quick. But I think the drive up, put it in my trunk, keep it going is the best thing that ever happened to my life because I don't have to go in the grocery store. I can add to my app. I can add my cart. I can start filling it on Monday. And if I'm going to go pick it up over the weekend or whatever it is, I can add and build. I can do it from my house. So I don't like, I'm not standing in the grocery store thinking, oh, did my marinara sauce expire? Or do I even have any? I'm in my kitchen. I'm in my pantry and I'm adding it or not adding it to my list. So there's no unnecessary things being put in my cart. It also reduces the impulse purchases, right? Like the stores obviously want us to make impulse purchases and I don't want to do that because I want to stick to what I know and stick to what I want to eat, the meals that I plan for the week, all of that stuff. And there is so many unnecessary things that go in my cart if I'm in the store. Oh, this is new. This looks good. And it's just, it sits in your house. And number one, either you forget you bought it and you don't need it. Or number two, it's probably not the healthiest thing that you picked up if it's in a package. So eliminating the act of physically going into my grocery store and actually physically not going into BJ's, Costco's, or Sam's Club too. 
I mean, my bill is like 50% less not walking into those places with just unnecessary, maybe not even food choices. Like sometimes you come over with like a new pack of Sharpies and you're like, how the hell did this happen? So just little things like that. It's, you know, from a budget standpoint, it definitely helps. And then from a standpoint of like not adding unnecessary unhealthy foods to your shopping cart, it's huge too. I mean, that has been a big deal in my household. Now, I understand not everyone can do that. So if you cannot do like drive up pickups or deliveries to your door, I know Amazon Fresh um, does it too and things like that, Whole Foods delivery. But if you're not able to either due to finances or just wherever you live is not offering those services, I definitely recommend going in with a plan, definitely writing a list if at all possible prior to you going. Um definitely don't bring kids if at all possible to because they're like notorious at throwing every crazy new packaged pop tart this that fruit snack in the cart and it's just like filled with all this crazy things and you're like how did this happen um if you do have to go to the store you know come prepared bring your list try not to bring kids and also shop the perimeter of the store as best as you can and try to avoid the middle sections unless it's something specific on your list um because you're going to be eating more whole foods, more fresh foods if you shop the outside and not the inside. So there's my tips on that. Um, but I highly, highly, highly recommend not going into the grocery store if you don't have to. Okay, number five. And this is one that you maybe not have have not put much thought on, but it's something that kind of just occurred to me in the past couple of weeks recently because I've noticed that I've been triggered. Um, but that is avoiding social media or unfollowing social media accounts that trigger you. And I think, you know, you really do have to sit with this for a little bit and figure out which accounts they are, what Facebook groups, what Instagram, you know, whoever you're following on there, really sit with how each one of those, when you start scrolling and you start seeing things, how it makes you feel. Because there's a lot of comparison stuff going on on the internet, and especially a lot of these, you know, workout Facebook groups, just other people, like anything food related, wellness related. There's a lot of posting of things and you it can make you feel down on yourself if you're not where they are or they've gotten there so fast. Maybe it's not even real, but it makes you feel bad about yourself. So kind of really sitting in that space and saying, is this account making me feel good? Is it bringing anything to the table that I am benefiting from? Or is it just making me feel shitty about myself? Because if that's the case, it's time to kind of unfollow, mute the account, delete the account, whatever it is. Even if it's like a family member that's just continuously posting stuff and it's making you feel bad, maybe mute them or move them to something so you don't see their stuff for a month or whatever it is. It's one of those things that we don't really think about, but it's triggering us and it can put us in a bad space mentally. And nobody needs that or wants that when you're trying to focus on yourself and trying to get healthy. So really sit with the accounts that you're following, take a minute and see how they make you feel. I would be willing to bet if you unfollowed some of them or gotten rid of some of those accounts, you'd probably feel a whole lot better and maybe starting to follow ones that make you feel good or offer something beneficial that you can start utilizing in your life that makes you just feel like you got this, you know? Uh, Maybe it's positive motivation sites or maybe it's um, somebody that offers meals in the meal prepping space or maybe it's somebody that offers just general encouragement and doesn't post other people's successes all the time because sometimes it can make you feel bad about yourself. And that's something we all have to be cautious of because we don't want to fall down that dark hole when we're trying to work on ourselves. So that was number five. Follow any social media accounts that trigger you specifically. All right, number six, 
And this is something that I wish I learned from the get-go. Don't worry about quote-unquote working out until you've gotten your food figured out. And I really mean that. I wish I could go back in time and tell my younger self that riding what I used to call the death bike, which is an exercise bike I had in my bedroom as a teenager that I would ride for hours and hours, and my neighbor named it the death bike because she would see me through the her window to my window. She'd see me riding this thing at all crazy hours a day. And it was very unhealthy. It was very chronic cardio, and it didn't get me any healthier, honestly. It really didn't. Um, but I wish I could go back in time and tell myself to not worry about that, to worry about how I'm fueling my body, how the food makes me feel, and worry about the working out, quote unquote, after the fact. So if you are listening to this and you are starting out in your health and wellness journey, and maybe you have 30 pounds to lose and you've never worked out ever, maybe you used to be an athlete and you haven't worked out in three years, trying to take on too much is setting yourself up for failure. I believe that 1,000%. And if you're trying to do the baby step approach and you're trying to make strides and you're trying to find something that will work long-term, throwing on, trying to eat better, trying to find an hour to work out, whatever it is, is often very overwhelming and it makes you feel bad because you start feeling like you can't do everything. So I would tell my younger self, I would tell anybody starting out, focus on the food first, focus on getting that manageable easy so it feels simple and you don't have to think about it anymore and then focus on quote-unquote working out. However, with that caveat, I will say consider just thinking about things like I'm working on fueling my body properly so I feel good. However, I'm also going to try to move more. So I don't mean working out, but maybe it's taking a walk with your kids after school. Maybe it's going to play basketball with your son outside after dinner. Maybe it's just doing a fun, silly game with your kids of 10 jumping jacks and 10 squats, trying to just move your body just an inch more than you did before would be all. So it's something so manageable, right? It doesn't feel overwhelming. It's something that all of us can do. And it's kind of like playing with your kids. So I would definitely stress, don't focus on the hardcore working out, having like a regimented thing when you're just starting out. I would say stick to the food and how you're focusing on that. Work on that baby steps until that is completely under control and then add the quote-unquote working out. Okay, number seven. This is the last one and this is a juicy one. So a lot of, there's obviously a lot of diets out there. There's a lot of diet talk. There's keto, there's low carb, there's carnivore. And I like biohack my way into all of them. I pretty much try everything on myself, but that's me. If you are literally, you're like at step A, I would say, Maybe as a family, you guys all come together and you say, we're going to focus on eliminating one food, not a food group, but a food, just a food that we know is maybe not fueling our bodies. It's not helping us feel better. It's not helping us get healthier. It's not helping us get where we want to go. Maybe that food is rice. Maybe it's soda. Maybe it's white bread, whatever it is as a family. And you don't have to include your family, but I'm just saying it could be something that can make fun with your family. Um, So everyone's in it together. But if it's if you focus on one thing that you're trying to eliminate at a time, maybe it's I don't know, maybe it's sweet potatoes. You don't nobody wants to eat sweet potatoes anymore. Whatever it is in your health journey, eliminate the food one at a time instead of going, we're not eating carbs. I mean, that can be hard, right? If you've never 
If you've never been successful at dieting before and you've yo-yo dieted like me, which I totally understand, you feel very frustrated, nothing has worked, and you've kind of gone guns a-blazing right away from the get-go. Trying to do that again is only setting yourself up for failure. You've already been down that road. You've already felt defeated. You've already given up on that. So why are we going to go back down that? We've all I've done it. Trust me. But if you're really trying to be successful this time, focusing on one food at a time that you know is not serving you and getting rid of that as opposed to food groups, um, I think is just such a great tip about starting small. It's not overwhelming. And again, it's focusing on how we're feeling our body. And when we pick one, we pick eliminating one food that we know is not doing that, it makes it super helpful. And if you can include the family on that, great. Okay. So to recap, we'll go through each one again. Number one, clean your kitchen. Biggest key with that is getting rid of the trigger food out of your house, whatever that is for you. Number two, tell people, get accountability. Including your kids with this could be amazing. Number three, find some type of drinking apparatus that makes you happy so you drink more water. Basically, that's what it comes down to, drinking more water. Number four, if you can at all possible, don't physically go into the grocery store or BJ's, Costco's, or Sam's. Do the drive up to order. You will save money and you will eliminate any ridiculous purchases that your kids are entering to the cart or any purchases that you're making on impulse. Number five, unfollow any social media accounts that are triggering to you um, from a health and wellness standpoint. If they make you feel bad about yourself, if they're not bringing value to you, unfollow them, mute them in your life. Really sit with how they're making you feel and make the decision. Number six, Don't worry about working out specifically until you've gotten your food under control so that it feels manageable. Only focus on movement, just moving your body more, but don't focus on actually having a workout regimen until your food feels super seamless and you've gotten that completely where you want it to be. And number seven, focus on a food at a time that you want to get rid of as opposed to food groups, as opposed to getting rid of carbs, focusing on one food food at a time. And if you can include your family on this, that's even better. And then today, I want to leave you with a quote that I I read somewhere and I thought it was just really great and I found it back on the internet. And it's from Oprah Winfrey. It says, the key to realizing a dream is to focus not on success, but significance. And then even the small steps and little victories along your path will take on greater meaning. I absolutely love that quote. And I think it's so critical with a health and wellness journey, small steps, little victories, celebrate them, all of them, because everything matters. And that's the thing. We have to focus on the significance of all of these little things that add up and you will be successful. But oftentimes when we don't reach a goal, when we think we should, we just completely think we're a failure and it's not true, but we really need to switch our minds to focus on the significance of each little victory and not the big end result. So I absolutely love that quote. I hope you love that as well. And I hope that if you are starting on this journey, you know that I have got you. I support you. You deserve this. You owe it to yourself to put yourself first and take care of your health because you matter. So have an amazing week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Hot Mess Mom Health. If you love this episode, please leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me and it would help me get the word out about helping other moms reclaim their health. Thank you so much.